Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is the 10th episode of Camden Cast. Ooh, welcome back. Um, so this is our 7th Heaven podcast. Yes. If you forgot. <laughs> In case you don't know what show this is, 7th Heaven. Um, and this epi- this was season one, episode 10, which is called Last Call for Aunt Julie. But before we get into the episode, we have a few shout outs to do. Number one, um, my cousin who gave me the idea for this podcast and like was very upset that she was the nameless cousin in the first episode so shout out to Kristen um and then we also have a shout out to some twitter fans um at megan121186 she was one of the first people to get in touch with us about how much she liked the show um so we really appreciate that uh we also have at uh takia marie i'm sorry if i'm pronouncing that incorrectly please let us know if that was wrong. Um, she's also tweeted at us. Yeah, we haven't gotten any hate mail, but we've gotten some good feedback. So we're still waiting on, on the hate mail. Oh, uh, we'd also like to thank our friend Chris, who um, has like been loyally listening to our uh, podcast and has been giving us advice on how to make um, things better. Better, yeah. Which we're all for. So he will at some to... point be a guest star, yes. I believe. So we will also have other guest stars. Um, if you're interested in watching an episode and doing a recording with us, please let us know. Yeah. Um, one of the pieces of, pieces of advice that we got from actually Megan. Yeah. Was um, doing a bit of a summary beforehand of what the episode was about because I know a lot of people might not be watching along with us, but they have watched the show in the past. So like a little. You know, a quick, like... A memory jog. Yeah. Um, but the thing was, we we also don't want to give, like, spoilers up front at the beginning of the episode. Um, and then sometimes, like, if you wanted to do, like, the, the Amazon Prime um, synopsis, sometimes, like, aren't really that good, and they, they leave a lot to be desired. Um, so we don't really know how we're going to go move forward with this, but today we found a really, really great... IMDb user review yeah. of this episode. So um, we're going to start with that. Okay. So warning, this will give away a lot of things that happen in the episode. But also a lot that doesn't, doesn't happen. Like so some of, some of the stuff in this is blatant lies. Um, so, okay. The title of this review is... <laughs> I can't that, control myself. It's so funny. So Erin was supposed to read this out first, but she couldn't do it with our pride. And... So I'm doing it. Who knows if I'll actually get through it. But uh, it's called Best Episode in the Whole Series, series period. Um, 10 out of 10 by Arturo underscore small charm. Uh, this, I'm going to start the review now. Okay, all right, here we go. Um, also, if you think I'm saying something wrong, it's because that's how it's being smell- spelled. Yeah. <laughs> so so. <laughs> um, this episode marked the very, very first serious episode in the whole series, which is about the alcoholism. When Eric's sister Julie arrived home to celebrate Thanksgiving Day, all was perfect. But one morning after Simon's hide the key where the Camdens save the wine, Aunt Julie went mad at him and tried to hit him. But Annie arrived and troubles began. uh, When Eric talks to her, she denies she's a drunk. Mary gets mad at her and Matt got punished by his aunt. But everything goes wrong when Julie asks Matt if he could bring her a beer. But for this, she was in D... Uh, dash talks. So Matt said no, but she tried to hit him when she got upset. For this, Eric and Annie's decided to take her into a hospital in order to make her feel better. Don't miss this episode, which is so great. Just like to point out the alcoholism <laughs> that this was also not the very very first serious episode in the whole series. Like, and also it's not. I don't think it's the best episode in the whole series. But not at all. Well, obviously this person got a lot of things wrong. 
but they really loved it. Yeah. Um, so don't miss it. If you're if you're not watching along with us, this is the one that Arturo underscore small charm really wants you to watch. Um, remember, you can watch along with us on Amazon Prime and on Hulu, Hulu Plus, Plus or whatever they call it, the one you have to pay for. Um, okay, so we'll get into the episode and see. We'll we'll kind of parse out what actually happens and what what Arturo got right and what, and what Arturo, Arturo got, got wrong. wrong. Um, so. So obviously, Anne Julie is introduced here, and she comes to visit. And her she's played by Deborah Raffin. Oh, oh. So um, I guess one of the segments, one of our other segments, is you know, IMDb. Where have I seen that person? Right. Um, I recognized her, but obviously I was wrong because she's not been in anything worthwhile. But fun fact: her and Stephen Collins did do a movie together in 1984 called Threesome, in which they were. Part of a threesome. <laughs> well, all right. Did you look into it enough to, 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 to determine that they it was actually them that were? Yeah. I mean, I like looked at Wikipedia, and I looked at IMDb, and I looked at the summary on TCM, the Turner, Turner Classic Movies. Oh, wow. Movies. It's a classic film. Yeah, because it like comes up on that channel. And from what I can gather, she is the one that comes between these two friends. Oh, okay. Um, well, check that out if you have a moment. Especially <laughs> now that they're playing brother and sister in this yes. episode. So, right. Julie is uh, the Rev's younger sister. Older. No, younger. Older. Younger. It's, it's the older. It's definitely younger. Okay. Because well. um, he goes, I like, he talks about how he has to look after his little sister. Oh, okay. Because I thought that... Um, well, Ruthie says uh, Ruthie says in the opening scene, "You look too old to be his sister," and I was that like, "That doesn't really." This mean. is weird. I know, and she's like five, so she doesn't really know how old people are. But it is his little sister. Okay. Um, so the first thing is, so the, the kind of cold open is is uh, Ruthie and Simon are like looking out the window, and the the van pulls in, and then they run downstairs, and Aunt Julie comes in with the rev. Um, and she starts greeting everyone, and she's really hung up on how everybody looks. She's like, you're too good-looking to be my brother's kids, and, and like, she's just commenting on everybody's physical appearance. She, ca- she tells Annie that she- Annie's living with a bunch of trolls. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that too. She's like, this group of trolls. <clears throat> so that was weird, just for but, Angela. like, the first scene sets up that, like, she clearly has a great relationship with Annie Camden. She has a really good relationship with Matt, who she... I think all of the kids... Like, she's, like, the yeah. fun aunt. So she comes and she brings them all gifts. She gives Ruthie a doll. She gives Matt a wallet with money in it. Um, she gives Lucy and Mary this, like, bag that we... It's just, like, a bag of makeup. And, uh, like, hair products yeah. and bath oils. Yes. Um, and then she... Simon is, like... Well, I just wrote for this, Simon is hella rude, because she acts like she has nothing else, and she hasn't given him a gift, and he's like, none of us are leaving this room until, until you pull something out of that bag for me. So she gives him a uh, Batman, like, sweater, and she goes... Like a crew neck. She, yeah, and she pulls another one, like, a Robin, like, sweater out, and she says, oh, this is for Happy. I hear she's expecting. So we are reminded that Happy is supposed to be, like, pregnant, for the first time since, like, the Epis- first episode? No, the second episode. The second episode, yeah, they bring it up again. Um, so I guess that's still a thing they're they're playing with, and here we are ten episodes in. I don't know how long dog pregnancies last, um, but if Matt knew in the first episode, isn't aren't we supposed to presume this dog is... And oh, and also she looks exactly the same as she has the entire uh, series. And this is now Thanksgiving, and we've gotten through Halloween... So it's clearly been, like, at least a month. Yeah. Right? So. All right. So we don't know what the status of the puppies is. 
So um, then we learn, like, everybody clears out of the foyer, uh, and Mary and Lucy are there, and they're like, oh, have you thought about our alternate Thanksgiving plans? And we learn that Mary wants to go to the movies on Thanksgiving, and Lucy wants to go over to Jimmy Moon's house, like, after they've eaten their dinner with the family. Um, Just like to point out that no one in this family refers to Jimmy Moon as just Jimmy. Everybody calls him Jimmy Moon, which I think, I mean, for us is normal because he's Jimmy Moon. But I think that's why I I, I always called him Jimmy Moon, because everybody else is always calling him Jimmy Moon. Well, because he's not like, you know. No, but Jimmy. He's not not Jimmy. He's Jimmy Moon. Um, All right. And then um, it cuts to Matt is up in his room where Aunt, like, he's given up his room for Aunt Julie to stay. Uh, and he said he asks, Matt also has alternate Thanksgiving plans. And he decides he's going to ask Aunt Julie because his are weekend plans. And he's like, "Oh, I want to go on the ski trip with Min- Mindy Claiborne, Babe of the Universe," so, is what he calls her. Yeah, um, we don't think that. I don't think she's a babe of the no, universe. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. So there's just another random woman that Matt has just like found. Then he, he wants to go. Oh, so I'm very surprised. All right, we'll get to this, but. Um, how how the the Camdens are like, oh, yeah, go on this weekend trip with this girl who you, like, just started dating or whatever or seeing. So Aunt Julie says it's fine because um, I guess he feels rude, like, going away while she's there. Especially because you're – I think we're meant to think that, like, they have a They're very the, close yeah. relationship. He, like – did I already, did I already mention that she, she calls him sport? No. no. Oh, well. So she calls she, him sport. She calls him sport. Um, and then – so then before the cold op- – wait, I'm sorry, before the – opening credits, the last thing we get is, like, Matt leaves the room where Aunt Julie is, and she starts, like, fumbling through her bags, and she finds this, like, fifth of vodka, and she just starts chugging it, and I was like, that's disgusting. And we had a lot of questions about this, mostly because... Well, number one, did she bring it on the plane? Because she takes it out of what looks like a carry-on, but this is 1996, before people could do whatever they do with liquids on planes, whatever the... (laughs) She's not allowed to have them. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and... So we learn very quickly that Aunt Julie has an alcohol problem. Uh, yeah, so... And this qu- quickly continues into the next scene after the uh, opening credits, where we have um, all the kids. It's a, a very weird scene, which I well, think... it's a it, dinner table scene, but it starts with this weird side thing. Yeah, which I thought was completely pointless, because you have all of the kid, oh, the kids... Oh, yeah, coming in, or already in the kitchen, cleaning their plates or doing something with their plates, and... Um, Ruthie comes in, has a hard time getting reaching the, sink. reaching the sink, which I guess is supposed to be cute, but then just takes her dirty plate and comes back into the dining room with it. But also it still looks like all the adults are still eating. Like, I don't know what the deal was with this. So, uh, But what we gather right away is that uh, Julie is putting away her wine. Well, every, yeah, because everybody's having a normal conversation. They're talking about how, like, everyone's alternate Thanksgiving plans, how Mary and Lucy and Matt want to do these other things. So, but during this conversation between cutting to the children and the parents, it cuts to Aunt Julie drinking her wine, um, and then they decide to have, like, a toast to, like, Aunt Julie being there for Thanksgiving or something, whatever. Well, the thing is that the parents, the Camden parents, have approved all of the alternate Oh, yeah, she says they're, like, progressive parents. So, like, to, to, like, experimenting in parenting is what the cheers is, or the toast is. And, And Aunt Julie had already finished one glass of wine, and then she pours, like, another little bit for this this toast and then she like chugs what's left of her wine and then Simon says something that's 
kind of like he he's like, oh, you sure do like your wine, or you, I don't know, drink. He's I think he says you drink a lot of wine, and then Annie's like Simon, because that's rude. Um, and oh, and I had a little fashion. Fashion alert right. here again. The Rev at, in this dinner table scene was wearing the same color tie and same color shirt. It was like a very deep purple. Um, so again, I don't understand why they keep doing this or was this a thing in the 90s? If you know, please let me know. I don't recall this at all. It but also, I wasn't paying attention to people wearing ties back I wasn't, in the 90s. I wasn't born yet. So it's <laughs> somebody has to let me know if you were alive during the 90s. Um, um, well, what we have. Next is a scene between um, Annie and Julie. Um, and I do appreciate this scene because, well, no, I don't really appreciate it. But I appreciated one aspect of the scene, which was that they did do a callback to the fact that this is Annie's first Thanksgiving without her mom. So they do. I think uh, they, they gonna, do tie back that back in. Just to break, because I know you were like they they keep they introduce and then they abandon plot lines in this show. But the things that happen within the family, like they kind of keep consistent they they always like will call back to things that have happened with as they keep introducing more like extended family members when they call back to them they don't totally forget like what they've done before with those family members so that's one thing that stays pretty consistent throughout the show everybody else who just comes in and leaves you can forget about them but with the family they keep it consistent so yeah annie is kind of saying thanking julie for coming because she was like oh this would be really hard for me if it was just like the family um, and we have this like kind of heart to heart uh, conversation that they're having, um, in which Julie is kind of admitting to Annie that she's well. She goes, "I'm tired of me." <laughs> or well, actually, it starts. You said that so dramatically. <laughs> well, I, it resonates with me because I'm also tired of myself a lot of the time. Uh, but we find, or well, what Julie tells us is well, Julie's kind of just giving like a, a life update and. Annie asks about Brian, who we she had told Matt, Matt had asked about Brian as well, um, and we learned in, it, it's it was Julie's boyfriend that apparently the family had met, and we learned in the scene that they'd been together for five years, um, and and her excuse was like, oh, he's spending Thanksgiving with his family, um, so then Annie asks about him, and Julie was like, oh, he's boring, or like I'm bored after like five years, which um, definitely means that the sex has gone like downhill but it doesn't because this is seventh heaven and brian and julie are not married so they have not had sex yet oh right i forget christian so, family values right got it so i don't know what got boring i don't know i guess he's just <laughs> he's a boring, just boring guy um but she also talks about how she's tired of like her, her job, her job. She's, she's like a principal we're supposed to gather and she's sick and tired of the parents and the kids and everything really so they're like uh, and then annie lights a fire but right after she lights the fire she's like going to sleep and she tells julie like well i'll be you know I'll, and julie's like i'll be right up after i can pull myself off of the couch and then once annie's gone well, we also, so um, it, this isn't told explicitly, but like we find out later, but you made me guess. You're like, guess where Annie's from? No, Julie. Oh, right. Guess where Julie's from? She's from New York because there are only three states, one of them being Arizona, but California and New York, everybody. So yeah, Julie's like, oh, I don't feel like she's like, I'm jet lagged or something. Um, so because she came from New York to California, so... Um, right, so after the fire's lit and Annie leaves, um, Julie then goes to the liquor cabinet, I where, guess. The, where the Camdens save the wine. 
the liquor cabinet. And there's a key in the door, and I was like, well, what's the point of having a key to your liquor cabinet if you just leave the key? Unless it's just there for, like... In the door. In the decoration st- or something. Yeah. And she, like, has, like, a mug that I think we're supposed to, like, presume she has, like, tea or something in. And she, she like, fills this mug with port, port wine... With a very, like, bright orange label. Yes, yes. A very, it was a very heavy pour as well. It was like a full mug of wine. And she's like, just shows her drinking it. And then, you know, cut to the next scene where they are in... No, before this, we have... Oh, oh, yes, yes. We meet Babe Mindy, of the Universe. Mindy Claiborne. We meet her for the first time. Um, I really wanted Mindy Claiborne to be born to be from some other TV show or recognizable at all. But she isn't. Well, she was only Mindy Claiborne, so. Um, so there, she's talking with Matt about the ski trip, um, and Matt says, like, oh, I've never been skiing before, but again, this is seventh heaven, and sports are never meant to be sports. And she was like, the ski trip is from my family. Well, they're out skiing. We can do other stuff. <laughs> and lots of other stuff, she says. Yeah. Um, so... Who knows what that's supposed to mean? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's that's kind of that. That was all I had on this scene. It was just a little like cutaway of them being like, "Ooh, we're gonna do," other, but they're not married either, so I don't so know. They, there aren't like there's not a lot of other stuff that they can do. Um, so then it cuts back to the oh, well, the Camdens, the Annie and and the Rev are like getting ready for bed. Uh, I guess we get a tiny bit of sexy parents going on over here. Do we? They're, like, randomly making out at some point because he's being really insecure about his speech. He really wants to Oh, he wants a roof raiser for for Aunt Julie. He wants to impress Aunt Julie. He wants to impress his little sister. And, like, he's being really insecure, but she starts, and he starts, like, kissing him. He's like, oh, I didn't know insecurity was a turn-on. Oh, yeah, that did happen, and it was odd. Yeah. Uh... And then Annie asks the Rev if he thinks that Julie had been drinking a lot at dinner because I guess Simon, like, they think he made a good observation. Uh, And the Rev is like, oh, my sister has more self-control than anyone I know. She likes to unwind when she comes here. She's on vacation or whatever. So they kind of just, like, brush it off. And then we get the church scene. Yeah, this is a very weird church scene. Um, I don't... First of all, okay, so I didn't really understand what happened until, like farther into the episode when I made Aaron pause and explain this scene to me. Yeah, it had really been bothering you. Um, but what we have is the sermons going on, and... Uh, they show Aunt Julie, like, playing with all of the, the shit in her bag uh, for some reason, and she pulls out what I think is, like, a piece, like, a pack of gum or like something. Like Tic Tacs or something. Tic Tacs, mints. Um, and the whole time, like, she's, like, making a lot... Kind of causing a scene, and Ruthie gives her some great side-eye because she's sitting right next to her, and she's kind of like, what the hell are you doing? Um, and then the Rev is like, oh, um, try to look interested because my sister is here, and I, you know, I want to impress her. And then she just, like, drops her bag right in the middle of, like, the aisle, and and he's like, oh, she's also the family clutch. So what I thought was going on, and this is just what I, how I read it, because I, I don't know, because I knew what happens later in the episode. I thought this was supposed to be her having, like, the DTs, like, from withdrawal, um, even though she had drank the night before. She, the, the night before was when she filled her mug of wine. But what did you think she was oh, doing? right. So I thought the gum, I didn't think the gum was gum. I thought the gum was, like, a little, like, hand sanitizer thing. <laughs> and I thought she had put hand sanitizer on her hands because there was a lot of, like, she was, like, holding on to her, like, neck. She had, like, 
her hand on her hands. Yeah, on she her was face. like touching her she face. She like a touch, lot. like she kept on ha- like moving her hands around. So I thought she'd put hand sanitizer on her hands and then was like like licking her fingers <laughs> in some sort of weird way to get like alcohol into her system, which I know isn't. Like scientifically accurate. No, whatsoever. that's a thing. But that's like, actually like I'm pretty sure like alcoholics will like drink sometimes like drink rubbing alcohol and like that have to go like get horribly sick. Um, so I think that actually is a thing that like desperate well, or like what, drinking like um, mouthwash is a thing. I, th- I think so. As well. I thought that was like what she was trying to get at. That like she was looking in her purse for her stash of alcohol, couldn't find it found her hand sanitizer and was like, okay, this is good enough. And that's why I thought everybody was giving her weird looks. No, I thought the, that it was because she was, like, shaking and she Which dropped her I bag. Which I think is what was actually happening. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I don't, I don't, she wasn't drinking she, hand sanitizer. Yeah. I think if, if they were going to do that, it would have been much more obvious. She would have, like, like been, like, held it to, I'm, like, doing, like, a, I'm gesturing this. But I think she would have actually, like, they would have shown us, like, her holding the bottle and putting it in her mouth. So um, well, the other thing is, so the rev calls Annie a klutz, but then has Julie. To, oh fuck! I keep, <laughs> ooh, sorry. I'm it's okay. Remembering. We have this marked explicit on iTunes. So keep on calling her Annie. I'm sorry, guys. I'm talking about Julie. The rev calls Julie a klutz, and then has to like add on to it. Be like, guys, just in case you don't know what klutz means. He's like, oh, it's Yiddish, <laughs> and uh, it means that you're clumsy. It's a, like it's a nice thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. We thought this was weird that he had to explain this to the church that like, what, 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 what klutz mean. meant because I'm pretty. Sh- I don't know. I don't I think it's like, just Yiddish. I no, think people I feel, say that. Like, I feel like klutz is pretty universal. Yeah. All right. So, church. I just wrote my only. I, I wrote like church is weird. That it was just a yeah, weird scene. I wrote weird church scene, and I think. And that's- then he starts. He's like, "In Thanksgiving, although it's not a religious holiday, it's a spiritual holiday." But after church, we have the scene of Annie on the phone. I think, like, looking at Julie's behavior during uh, church kind of... Yeah, the family's starting to realize, like, something's, something's up. So, so uh, Annie calls Brian. And then she finds out that, that they actually had broken up, and he, like... So so Julie and Brian broke up, and he also tells Annie that Julie had been fired from her job. So now they know that she's been lying about, like, everything still being, like, okay in her life. Um, and then we have... Oh, my what God. Is, what is probably the climax of the episode. And what is the most dramatic scene with the most dramatic music? This has me really missing Vine. This <laughs> oh, yeah, this would be such a great scene to Vine. Should we make an Instagram to Vine, like... To put our videos? I think we could put videos on our Twitter. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. We'll put videos on we'll start putting Twitter. I don't know how le- how long videos can be on Twitter. Though. I That's think it could only... be up to like 30 seconds or something. Okay, so that, that this should be... probably more. This should be perfect then. Okay, we'll put this on Twitter. Um, so Simon and Ruthie are playing and uh, in, in... in the Love Den, where, which is also where the liquor cabinet is. And Aunt Julie, Aunt Julie comes in to go to the liquor cabinet, and Simon is wearing his Batman. And um, Happy's wearing his Rob- her Robin. And, and Aunt Julie goes to get the key, and Simon grabs it before she can get it, and he's like, well, oh. before this happens, Simon declares that Batman is the greatest athlete in the world. Which is untrue. Uh, he's just rich. Um, I don't understand. Okay, we can leave this aside. Different. <laughs> well, no, be- yes, Batman is a... St- oh, I shouldn't make my... Feelings about Batman, no DC. <laughs> I don't. I'm not, I don't have anything against DC. I just feel like they're doing a poor job in their movies. Yes. Okay. I, I think am, we however, can all agree. Looking we can agree forward on to Wonder Woman and Justice League because I am nerd trash. Anyway, um, so. All right. So, um, he grabs the key before Aunt Julie can get there, and then Aunt Julie is like, kind of joins in on the game. He's like, "Oh, 
I'm going to take this to the Gotham Gold Depository. Um, and then Aunt Julie start, and Ruthie start chasing Simon. And then she's, like, playful at first. And she's like, give me the key. I'm going to take... She starts tickling him, I guess, hoping that he'll let go. And then... It, like, yeah, it starts out very playful, very, like, oh, okay. I, I have actually written here... Simon with key to liquor cabinet starts innocently and then in parentheses tickling and then I wrote and ends murderously. <laughs> so Well yeah, no, because not only does Julie's facial expression completely change. Her voice, she's like, give me that key. And then the music changes. Oh, and also while she's when she says give me that key, she grabs Simon by the collar and lifts Listen. him off of like the the chi- like the bench he's on and she's carrying him by the collar and then like puts him down on like the back of a couch or something and is like wh- wrestling him yeah like, and like we're like meant to look it kind of looks like she's choking him yeah and as soon as as soon as she grabs him by the collar Ruthie runs out of the room and is like mommy and and while Happy she- starts barking like crazy and Simon's like, Aunt Julie, you're looking hurting horrif- me. Yeah, and he's looking horrified. Um, and she keeps on shaking him, and then... Annie runs in. And, and like, like, pulls him, pulls uh, Julie off of Simon and goes, don't touch my children. And, and Julie kind of snaps out of it, and she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And, and she's like, like realize what she's done. Um, and, like, Annie says, get out of my house. And Julie leaves. And plus, the one thing I have noted down for this is that Simon has held on to this key the entire time. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, I was when once you get ripped by the like picked up by the collar, I'd be like, oh shit, shit like, like let me drop this key, please take it. But I don't, Simon, like, I, I don't mean, want any trouble. Not that Julie was doing anything right in this scene at all, but like. I would have given the key up yeah. immediately. This is how you know that I will not be good in, like, a situation where I'm being tortured. I will, like, <laughs> like if you touch me, I will give you the answer. Yes. So, um, but then I have to say, David Gallagher's nonverbal acting after, and like, when Annie is yelling at Aunt Julie and he's still just, like, laying on, he's, like, on the floor at this point or on the couch, he looks, like, genuinely terrified. So props to, like, 11-year-old David Gallagher or however old, old he was. Good, good, like, probably the best actor in this episode. <laughs> um, I don't know. Lucy has some moments where <laughs> later on that's yeah. complete sarcasm. Yeah, no, Beverly. Oh, d- no, Lucy. Oh, <laughs> she's a great actor. Uh, please come on the show. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Beverly Mitchell, please. We think you're great. We just don't, we just like, don't like your character. character. It's Brenda Hampton's fault. She but wrote, the fact that you can make a character that we hate so much is really great. Just Yeah, yeah. Great acting. Great acting. Great. Your acting chops are great. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Next next scene. Next scene, it is now nighttime. Uh, we are shown the... Saloon. Saloon. Uh, and the Rev walks in. Oh, wait, first, there's a sign outside of the saloon. No, no, not outside of the saloon. This is, like, in the saloon. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, um, It's actually, like, behind uh, Annie. Not Annie. I keep on calling her Annie. Julie. God damn it. <laughs> Ju- it's- All the white blonde ladies look the same to you. <laughs> so. Sorry. Julie is, like, talking to this man. I don't know who. Richard? What was his name? He doesn't have a name. He's just this guy at the bar. Um, and behind them is a sign that says happy hour three to five. Which is a genius plan if you don't want to lose any money on your happy hour. Have it while everybody's still at work. Or have it just for, I guess, the alcoholics. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a way to make a ton of money. Um, so then the Rev walks in and he goes up to the bartender and he's like, 
I forget what he said. He said, like, thanks, thanks for calling Thanks me. for calling. And, and he said, oh, he recognized Julie from church. Now, number one, I don't think that the bartender is going to church. Just like the, the it just doesn't really sit well with me, the nature of his job and the nature of church and early in the morning and being at the bar until late. It just, and also a whole other whole other list of reasons why I don't think that this is... The, my problem with the scene is that, it's again, we have this theme in this show where everybody defers to the Rev. Like, like oh, I see your... I like, see your everybody sh- in Glen Oak knows him, whether or not, like... Well, first of all, it seems like everybody goes to the church. Well, yeah, uh, but, like, we had in the episode where they were at the hotel, the, like, one of the people that work at the hotel was, uh, like, oh... Rev, I took care of like the situation for you. We had the episode with um, the, the the guy, the security Campbell. guard right. at, at like, the grocery store, just being lis- like, "Never mind." Yeah, he listens to the he listens to the rep. Then we have this situation where like this bartender sees the rev sister and is like, "I know what to do. I'll I gotta ca- get her out of here. I gotta call the rev." So um, then the rev like goes up to Julie and he's like, "We have to go." And the the guy that she's with is like, "Oh, who are you? The world's oldest Boy Scout." And then he says something about being uh, Julie's brother, um, and well, okay. So this I have like a certain I have a line written down that the Rev says because I guess this man is at some point touching the Rev. Yeah, he was like, "Get your hand." Oh, yeah. He goes, "Get your hand off me, or I'll feed it back to you, or something." Uh, like he that. says, "If you, I have, a, if you don't get your hand off me, I will feed it to you." <laughs> and this just like okay, so he's gonna punch him with his own hand. <laughs> I just okay, so the Rev. Is supposed to be this man of God, right? And like, I'm assuming that's like, pe- like peaceful and, but he. Well, obviously, because when Simon punched the racist kid, they're like, "Oh, violence doesn't solve anything." But here we go. The Rev is like. The Rev, I feel like in any situation where he can use anger or violence, he's like all for it. And this is probably something that's been yeah, going on. Yeah, because he almost fought. Um, oh, so, well, since he fought Henry Bernard well, probably. when he was a child, to like this, you know, we have recurring instances of where he's using force and is completely okay with using force. Yeah, like when the husband in the last episode. And it's not like he's like tries to like. It goes from, uh, you're not listening to what I'm saying, so I'm not even going to try attempting to talk to you. I'm just going to go ahead and threaten you. Yes. Um, but what we get then is So he like, drags her, he, he ends up dragging her out. Okay, and this scene made me incredibly uncomfortable because, like... <laughs> well, nobody in the bar reacts. Yeah. Like, so Julie is like, screaming and kicking, and he's just dragging her out of the bar. Now, I'm, I guess we're meant to understand that everybody in this bar is from Clen Oak, and everybody and in this bar... knows she's an alcoholic. Knows that she's an alcoholic, knows that that's the Rev, and know that, knows that that's the Rev's sister. But, like, as, like, a random bar patron, you know, because uh, we go to bars, we, we know how to have fun. This isn't all we do. <laughs> if, <laughs> this if is if all I, I do. If I saw a man... I'd, call, I'd be like, someone call the cops. Like, she's picking this woman up, and then, like, and she's kicking and screaming. I'd be like, something's not right about this. But nobody batted an eye. Yeah, so that happens. Uh, and then we get what's arguably probably the best scene in the entire episode. We have a clip because we couldn't really capture it. But Wait, so, well, before this happens, we have, like, there's a family meeting without the, because the Rev's now gone to pick up. Oh, oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and so there's a family meeting while the Rev is out, and they're like, oh, where's Aunt Julie? And Lucy is crying because she's like, this is the first Thanksgiving without Grandma. So she's upset that everything's awful without grandma. And Simon is like, well, Annie's explaining like alcoholism. And then Simon is like, oh, well, if it's like drinking that makes her do this, then why doesn't she just stop drinking? 
Um, and Annie explains that it's an addiction and alcoholics can't just stop. And it's like a very like, it's a it's a good TV, you know, good '90s TV scene of them explaining very after school special. Exactly. Uh, and 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 um uh, and like Mary is just there being like angry. Like we yeah, don't... Mary's really angry about this. Lucy is crying and goes, "So are you just saying like alcohol alcoholics are just trying to kill themselves?" <laughs> Yes, and Annie's like, well, sort of, Ooh. all right, so. And then, so, uh, Ruthie and Simon are told to go off, and at this point, um, the Rev and Julie, Julie. <laughs> come back, and, come and back. well, then, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and then, like, Lucy's, like, crying, because, like, she's, like, well, Matt gets up to help the Rev, because, like, Julie is still, like, stumbling all over the place, and. She's kind of, like, crying at this point, and she apologizes to Annie, um, and and Lucy's crying, and Mary's just standing there, like, glaring at her, uh, and then they, they send... Uh, they send Mary and Lucy upstairs, uh, but then, like, I don't know. It's a very bizarre scene in that... Julie is, like, actually drunk, but these people are acting like they've never... <laughs> they're horrified. They're horrified, and they've never been around a drunk person before. Like, any time... I Julie, think a little bit of that has to be through, though, like, because she was violent before, right, yeah. so they don't know if she's going to be violent again, so they're, like... Yeah, they're very, like, hesitant towards her, and it's just, like... They're keeping her restrained like she's, like, going to kill someone. Um, But, I, I mean, there's not really much else to say about this scene. It's just, like... Yeah, the Rev is like, I'm going to keep her here. Like, oh, she's got to sleep it off. So, and, and she, then and then Annie's like, well, you better stay with her in the room or lock her in the room um, because, like, I don't want her, like, harassing the kids. Yeah, but it's just, like, really telling with how each person is, is dealing with Julie. So Annie, like, clearly doesn't want her there because she sees that she's dangerous. Um, the Rev is, you know, it's he wants to take Being care of his little hero. sister. Like, Matt, who we've learned has a good relationship with Aunt Julie, is also trying to help. Uh, Mary's angry. Lucy's crying. I mean, like, it's there. This is what brings us to our the yes. scene that Aaron was talking about. Okay. So it's um, Lucy and Mary are in their room, and the phone rings, and it is no one other than Jimmy Moon. And then they, like, we couldn't even pick a line from this, so I'm sorry this is a little bit long, but this, they have this great conversation. And, like, I, th- I, don't, I don't think we've had any recordings of Jimmy, a Jimmy Moon conversation yet. His, but his voice. It's is, just, like, the most we've monotone. We've about how flat his voice is, but I hope you, like, get it now from this, like, little clip we're going to... I don't know if I, start, if I have the whole thing here, but it starts with uh, Lucy's just, like, no one's told her she can't, but she says... You know, I don't think I can come over for Thanksgiving. My aunt is sick, and like my family, I have to be with my family. So here's here's what we get from this. Hello. Right. Hi. Are you crying? Um. Oh, it's just allergies. You may want to think about shots. They're painful but effective. There's an interesting article in. Jimmy, what? Oh, sorry. My stepmother wanted me to call to confirm with you about Thanksgiving. Uh, tell her thanks, but my aunt's sick and. I need to stay home with my family. That's too bad. Yeah, you sound really broken up about it. Hey, discuss my fear of intimacy. Let's not rub my nose in it, okay? Sorry. How about we just call each other on Thanksgiving? All right. What if the machine's on? It's because I'm watching the Twilight Zone marathon. So, Jimmy Moon... (laughs) Is obviously very cool. He reads articles about allergy shots. He watches the Twilight Zone. He has a fear of intimacy. 
He's so he's discovered himself at thirteen. He knows all there. So that's Jimmy. What Moon. even is what, inti- is what even is intimacy in like a relationship between? Well, obviously, twelve-year-olds. I don't know. He, I, I guess he was supposed to feel worse that Aunt Julie is sick, but he was just like, "Oh, I'm sorry about that." But that's the way he reacts to everything. everything. <laughs> so uh, we so, get uh, we get right after this. Matt comes into the room and, and goes, tells them to cancel all their, of their plans. plans. Um, obviously, Lucy's already canceled her plans, but Mary is angry. Um, Mary calls Julie a loser. She says she can't believe she ever looked up to her, and she was like, she's not smart, independent, funny, or nice. Um, and I'm she, not letting some drunk ruin my holiday. Yeah, and she's like, oh, and Julie is a coward. Like like Simon said, if she wanted to stop drinking, she she could or whatever. And I just wrote, Mary, has Mary, who is 14, has the same understanding of alcoholism as a 10-year-old because, like Simon, she's like, well, why doesn't she just stop? Um, and then, well, wait. <laughs> Mary goes, I'm embarrassed that she's a part of our family. And Matt goes, you know what? Right now, I'm embarrassed you're a part of our family. <laughs> Mike Drop walks out. Um, right. So then it cuts back to the Rev and Annie discussing how they're going to handle this. Right? Because I just have written plain rye bread and coffee. They're, like, having this serious oh, yeah. discussion. And the Rev is just eating a piece of plain rye bread and drinking coffee. And he's like, oh... Well, Annie's like, you can't keep her here. After tonight, we have to, like, she has to go somewhere, like, take her to the hospital. And the Rev is insisting on take caring for her at home because he's got, like, counseling certifications or whatever. Uh, and he, he, like, has friends at the rehab. So he's like, oh, if I need any help, I've got people I can call. And, and if it doesn't work out, like, we'll put her in the hospital or something. It's a very intense scene with Annie being very adamant that... There's five very good reasons that you shouldn't keep her here. And he's like, what are they? And then she names all the five children. Yeah. Um, and also because apparently Julie doesn't want help either. Right, yeah. Which I think also, like, good good point for her because here's the Rev forcing someone to change something that they might not want to change. Again, just taking over someone's life, which I think Annie, like, made the observation, like, yeah, she, she doesn't want help, which is, like, I think one of the things, like, when you're trying to help addicts, like, they have to want to get better because it doesn't work if they don't want to, so. And the other thing is, if the Rev is so, if the Rev's done so much counseling and has so much, like, expertise in this area, then he should know that doing, going gold, cold turkey at home is like dangerous. Well, yeah, we had to Google alcoholism because we didn't know how. <laughs> yeah, because okay, We're not sure the way how. that this episode depicted Julie's like withdrawal—I can't say that word—withdrawal S- symptoms. Um, we, I was like this. I didn't know if it was accurate or not, so we wanted to make sure. It did seem a bit dramatic, but I, I guess. But we looked it up, and it like actually was true to like form. I and guess that, we don't know any real alcoholics <laughs> or like people who have like. Or we don't know enough about we we aren't self aware enough to realize what we are. Yes. Um, <laughs> so you just made an alcoholism joke. Not funny. This is the most serious episode of Seventh Heaven. As I forget the person's name. All right, Arturo. Arturo. <laughs> Arturo underscore small charm said. Um, so, anyway. But they ended up they end up deciding that... She can stay as long as, like, the Rev is, like, just watches her for 24 hours a day. Which I don't understand what they think is going to happen. Because, like, if they have all the alcohol in one place... But before um, we get to interactions between the Rev and Julie... We get Matt. We get Matt and... and babe me. of the universe, Mindy Claiborne. Um, so Matt has to let Mindy down, say that he can't go speak skiing with her, 
because he has to take care of his aunt. And she goes, it's not just a ski trip, it's a me trip. Um, which led me to write that Matt, all of Matt's girlfriends so far have been terrible, like awful people, so self-centered. Um, and then, wait, what was the other thing? She was like, oh, well, you're missing out. or like, uh, You'll be sorry. And she does this like weird like eyebrow thing. Yeah, like she's going to invite some other guy and they're going to, what did she say before? They're going to, you know, do, do lots other of stuff, stuff. Lots of other stuff. So um, every girl that Matt has been involved with so far, except for Renee, who he was not involved with, just his friend, has been awful. Um, so then we get, uh, the next scene is like, right? Oh, well, the first night, we did skip over it. The first night that Julie is like detoxing, she's like restlessly sleeping in Matt's room. And then Simon and Ruthie come in with the gifts that she brought them. And they're like, we don't want anything that you bought us or whatever. And they drop it in there, in, in the room. Um, but then like, th- I think the point of the scene was just to give Ruthie and Simon something to do in the episode because, like, there's not really much room yeah, and there's for this, them to, do, to, to, like, just be in this episode. There's words, this weird scene where Julie, like, takes the doll and, like, go, uh, cries. Goes, goes back to bed, like, crying with it. Um, but the next scene that we get is that they've moved in from Matt's room to the Reverend Annie's bedroom. And Annie's bringing them, like, breakfast, like, coffee and, and toast or something. Julie's and, just showered. She's trying to make it seem like she's feeling a lot better. And it's been two days, she says, but she's pretending basically like everything is great now and that she she needs to leave because she's like, I need to get home to New York and start my life over. And it's supposed to be the day before Thanksgiving, so the Rev is like, well, you can't do that because the flights are going to be crazy. And she says she'll take... She'll first go first class. class, and he's like, well, for an extra $1,500, you will. And she was like, well, can't you loan it to me? Uh, and then she gets like... And you get like her veneer is cracking in this, right? She's yeah, trying, she has these periods of like where she's like trying very to normal and yeah. trying to manipulate them. And then she was like, what did she say? She like, yeah, it turns on the rev real quick right. when he's like, we can't afford to lend you $1,500. Um, and you can't go home. You need to go. You need to get help. Like, I'm going to help you through this. But like, we need to comment here on the rev's appearance Oh, yeah. It's supposed to, I guess we're supposed to gather. Because Aunt Julie, it looks like she just got out of the shower. She's in like a robe and her hair is wet. But the Rev, I guess we're supposed to presume he's been sitting in the room with her for like the past two days and he has not shaved. His hair is not combed. He looks a mess. Um, he looks like the alcoholic, to be honest. Right. Um, so, yeah, he looked awful. Um, but he obviously, he's like, oh, you can't leave. But this uh, basically sets up the fact that like, well, she's not really better, and she's not above manipulating yeah. the family to try to get what she wants. So, um, do we get her like the scene with Matt next, or do we get the scene? The hand turkeys is next. Hand turkeys next, okay. which is just Simon, Another, like, Simon and Ruth, yeah, Simon and Ruthie are like tracing hand turkeys. Uh, it only really is a setup for them to get their presents back. Right, right. Happy comes in carrying the Robin sweater, and they're like. Happy got her sweater back. Uh, and then Simon is, oh, wait, Ruthie's like, I kind of want the doll back. Um, and they're like, well, it's still in Matt's room, so, so we can Simon, go get it. No Simon, like, rationalizes about how it's okay for us to want the gifts because we got the gifts. It was when, before she was mean to yeah. us. So they get their gifts back, which completely neutralizes the scene before where they threw their gifts to her. Right. It like, was a very stupid back and forth. Throwaways. Uh, but we do get, so Matt... Um, Matt, like, comes in at some point to try to relieve. Yeah, the Rev is, like, sleep, like, basically asleep in a chair, like, watching Julie. Uh, and Matt comes in, and he's like, oh, Mom, thought you might want, like, a relief from this. So he's like, I'm here. 
Um, and then... Wait, but Julie wakes up, and I don't know if it was I think it was Matt. or Matt goes... It lives. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really appreciated that. Because she's just, like, spread out across the entire bed. Yeah, but it, it's... Um, so she wakes up, and then the Rev leaves, and then um, Matt goes and sits on the bed with Aunt Julie, and he's like... And they're joking around. She calls him sport, and, like, he thinks that, like, his aunt's back, that, like... Yeah, that, he was like, he was like, oh, that's the, you know, Aunt Julie that I know, or something. Like, he says something like that. And they hug it out, but then, like, again, Aunt Julie's like... Well, she starts, like, playing into, like, manipulating Matt, and yeah. she's like, oh, isn't, you know, your dad so uncool? I'm sure if you're ever, like... A minute late on so curfew. So many expect- expectations to live up to. Yeah, and like if you're late, if you're like a minute late after curfew, I'm sure he's like, you know, you're grounded. Um, and she's like, oh, it's the same thing with me and the drinking. It's not that bad. Um, and like, I just need like, oh, can you get me a beer? It's just one beer. It's nothing. Like he's making a big deal about it. If I have one, I'm not going to like become. And Matt says like, no. And she's like, don't you want to help me? And Matt's like, this is how I'm helping you. And then it turns ugly really quickly. And although Arturo Small Charm thinks that, um, <laughs> she, that Julie hit Matt, that, like, that did not that happen. That does not happen. Matt just leaves the room because she's like, I hate you. Um, at, like, I've done so much for, for you. Yeah. yeah, like just spewing like vitriol. Yeah. At, is that how you say it? At vitriol? 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 Oh, yeah. At uh, Matt. And you have, okay, so like I kind of like felt for Matt in this scene because then he you just have, goes and he's sitting outside of the door and he's just like cr- like it looks like he's about to cry he doesn't but he's just like collapsed like sitting in front of the door that Aunt Julie cause like this is like his like favorite aunt we're supposed to get like yeah. they have like a close connection and now she's like just and also like he's like 16 and she's like I hate you yeah. get out you're like you're, you're selfish and it's like a lot for like a 16 year old to handle like I don't know. I just I felt bad for the kid. Yeah. I mean, also because I complete. I always forget that Barry Watson is supposed to be playing a sixteen year old because he does not look sixteen. When he, when they were sitting, there was a part where they were sitting at like the dinner table, and like I just looked, and his like his hands were so hairy, and it's like he's, <laughs> Barry Watson's got some hairy hands. Um, so after this, we get a scene where Julie is hallucinating. And is that immediately after? I can't, yeah. I, I mean... Right. The next relevant thing, thing that happens. is that the Rev is in the room. It's supposed to be that night, like the following evening, and it's the day before Thanksgiving. It's the day before Thanksgiving, so the night before Thanksgiving, um, and um, and Julie... Like, oh, I guess the scene before that is um, we get more of, like, Mary being upset that Julie's still there. Yeah, well, it's just, nothing and really they wanted, happened. Yeah, they wanted to help with Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Oh, well, well, you do have the, again, like, Lucy being... They keep bringing up that, like, Lucy was close to Grandma because um, Mary's like, oh, it's not going to be a happy Thanksgiving while Aunt Julie... Thanksgiving is a nightmare, total nightmare. And then, you know, Annie was like, oh, we're doing this for your father, not Aunt Julie. Like, she's not bothering you. She's been in the room. And then Lucy's like, I want to help with Thanksgiving because it was you and Grandma's thing. And, I don't know, Mary goes for a walk or something to calm down. Um, right, but so back stupid. to this. Um, so then she's, like, hallucinating, and she Okay, starts, so, so, let, okay. So she I, starts thrashing. And she's, like, the, some, like, she said the, and it's a word that starts with R, and we're, like, what is she afraid of? Like, what is she seeing? She's screaming a few, th- she screams a few things before this. She's just, yeah. like, kind of in hysteric, yeah. as it said, hysterical screaming. Yeah, and then I, like, made Aaron rewind and put, like, the captioning on from Amazon Prime. Thank you, Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, so I can, because I, I wanted to know what she was so afraid of. 
and it was rats. She kept on saying, the, the rats, rats are coming, the rats. So I don't know what was going on there. The rats are coming. Um, and then the next morning it well, shows. Well, in that scene, it's like, he's like, maybe I should have taken you to the hospital, like, as she's, like, flipping out. Yeah, and then and Annie runs in, and, and she, they're, like. And, she, and, like, we were talking about how he was so adamant about taking care of her himself, and now there's, like, a, like, when he's he like should in know. over his head, yeah. He should have known if he's Cause, dealt yeah, cause with he this. Because he talks about how he's like got contacts at the rehab center. Um, so anyway, the next morning, the kids are all making breakfast and also like preparing Thanksgiving dinner. And while they're talking about it, like uh, some, I don't know, Lucy's like, do you think that, oh, did you guys hear Aunt Julie last night? And then Mary's like, the entire neighborhood heard Aunt Julie last night. So we know all the kids were awakened by this, like, these hysterics. Um, and then the parents come down and they're like, oh, we're going to make everything for Thanksgiving. You don't worry about it. You were up all night. Um, the the end kind of wraps up quick because then, like, Aunt, shows Aunt Julie's calling, like, a rehab place. Well, what we have is, so it seems like Matt is obviously, like, mature enough to understand what's going on. And Lucy, I guess, understands it all, but... Mary's still pretty pissed off. So we do have an end scene at the end of that, like, specific scene where Matt says to Mary, like, I'm not going to lecture you, but, like, I would hope that if you were ever in trouble in the future, you wouldn't treat someone like you're treating it. Foreshadowing. Julie, or, or, like, yeah. Like not, not that Mary's in trouble in the future, but spoiler alert, she is. <laughs> uh, but it was just, like, if you're ever in trouble, I hope somebody doesn't treat you like how you're treating Aunt Julie, which apparently is, like, the kick in the ass that Mary needs to in later on in the episode forgive Aunt Julie. Yeah, she like so Aunt Julie like calls like a rehab place and she's like I need to come there. I'm like whatever. And then Mary <laughs> walks in and is like apparently during that phone call they like ask they're like, oh, you're the Rev sister. She's like, yeah, I'm the Rev sister. But oh, they're like, do you qualify to be in this rehab program? <laughs> right. And she's like, oh, yeah, I qualify. Yeah, that's a, such a weird, okay. So then Mary, Mary's, like, idea of, like, bonding is she brings, like, all the stuff that Aunt Julie, she go, comes in with the bag that Aunt Julie gave her, and she's like, I'm going to give you a makeover, and then everything's better, I guess. Uh, and, you know, the, so the kids all put out Thanksgiving dinner, and everything is burnt, and they're like, oh, like, ha-ha. The kids can't cook, um, and then the le- like Mary and Aunt Julie aren't there, and then they come down, and it's this big reveal of the makeover, which um, isn't really much of a makeover. Oh, and, and Lucy, everyone sits down, and Lucy is like, "Okay, what well, can I get everyone to drink?" And the Rev and Annie are like, "Just water," um, which I just want to take a moment here. Now, this is like the third episode we're seeing. At the beginning of this episode, the Rev and Annie were having a glass of wine. In the pilot, they have a glass of wine. In future episodes. There are scenes where they, like, rumors start, things happen and whatever, and they're like, oh, the Rev was drinking. And everybody's like, oh, no, he do- he doesn't drink. Like, there's this new thing that, like, oh, the Rev doesn't drink at all, um, which is a total con- continu- continuity error. Unless he stops drinking because Julie is an alcoholic. Maybe he does. Maybe I don't know. But as far as we can tell, up until this point, the, the Camdens have a liquor cabinet, like... Uh, um, there, lot, there were lots was, of there was a lot was of filled. bottles of wine. It was filled. It was filled. Maybe it's for their company, but also they were drinking it in the first scene. So continuity error. And then uh, in a later episode, somebody does ask if they have anything to drink, and they're like, "We don't keep anything in the house." And I'm like, "You have this giant liquor cabinet." 
and it was stocked last time Aunt Julie was there. So if you don't drink, where did all that... All right, whatever. Um, so then, all right, so um, Simon... Oh, when Aunt Julie comes down, it's the first time Simon is seeing her since she brutally attacked him. And uh, they kind of, like, hug it out, and he shows her that he... He unbutton. He's wearing like a button-up shirt over his Batman sweater, and he's like, "Oh, I took it back. Like, haha, I'm not really that angry at you." Um, it's like a happily ever after. And then she's like, says something about the fact, like, that they don't need to wear the sweaters because <laughs> she bought them when she was drunk. And the whole family laughs about this, and I'm like, now we're joke. Now we're <laughs> laughing about the alcoholism. Like we went from one ex- like everybody being horrified, being scared of this woman, and now we're like, oh, good thing it's in the past, and we can laugh about your alcoholism when nothing has been done other than this like th- five days in the Camden house locked up. Um, nothing has been done really to correct this issue. But anyway, I the think end. that's it. That was it's that's they all laugh about. So Arturo was wrong because the Camdens did not take her to the hospital. <laughs> oh yes, you're right. So the things Arturo got wrong. Um she didn't attack Matt, she didn't go to the hospital. Uh, Wait, <laughs> where the Camdens save the wine. <laughs> all right. To uh, make her feel better. Don't miss this episode, which is so great. <laughs> We also, Mary gets she mad says, at her, which she is says fine, so, but Matt does not get punished by his aunt. <laughs> right, I guess it's just because when she was yelling at him, yeah, but Matt gets, all right, so don't miss this episode, which is so great. Um, so anyway, your first impression of this oh. one. <laughs> we didn't oh, do, do first impressions. Yeah, we got, to, we got caught up in the... Uh, Shout outs and the, and the IMDb user review. Yeah. Um, well, we've, you can give like the recap, so what, what, what your... My first impression of this episode... Um, I don't even know. I think I was just, we had to watch the scene with, um, Simon getting attacked twice because I... It was so violent. It was very violent. I was in shock for most of it. Um, I don't know. It was long. I felt like this episode went on for a really long time. Uh, Because there was a lot of, like, similar scenes. Yeah, and, like, scenes that didn't seem like they needed to, like, all the stuff with Ruthie and Simon just didn't need to be there. And it was, like, just a lot of, like... And Julie in the bed, which I was like, this is boring. She's just, like, laying around being, like, miserable. So, yeah, I don't really have... I mean, I didn't realize the first time I watched it how violent the scene with Simon was. That's the only thing that really shocked me. But, and the way that they me. filmed that scene, too, If I don't know if you were paying attention, but, like, usually, like, the camera work is either, like, on one person or on, like, the two people that are talking. Like, it's very... It's very... Um, Similar camera work throughout, like, the entire show. But this specific scene, it was like they had the camera, like, propped up. It was like a GoPro. Yeah, like GoPro. on Aunt Julie's on arm. An, yeah, on Aunt I didn't notice that. Yeah, on, like, it was like shoulder. a first person, yeah, very, like, we were Aunt Julie attacking Simon. Yeah, which made it, like, even weirder. It was, very, it was like, some sort of religious, like, Blair Witch Project, like... <laughs> I don't think those... I don't think that means what you think it means. Okay. Um, so what are, you gonna, what are you going to rate this? I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 7. That's Really? Yeah. <laughs> this is the best episode. Do not miss. <laughs> I didn't know you and Arturo. I'll Aaron. give it a 4.5. Arturo would give it a 7. Like, okay, so this is the thing. I don't know if I should rate this on just how ridiculous it is or rate it on, like, as an episode. Um, ah, what did I give... What did I give Mittens last episode? Mittens? 
Oh, okay. I forgot about mittens. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> okay. I think I'd give it a four, guys. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.5. I'm going to take... All right, I'll take it back. Take back my five. <laughs> I'll save that for later episodes. Um, all right, so that's a wrap on uh, Last Call for Aunt Julie, season one, episode 10. Remember, if you like us to subscribe, rate, review on iTunes... Listen on SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever. Follow us on Twitter at Camden Cash Show. We're going to start posting our videos. We're trying to revive, 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 <laughs> revive, vine. Um, and also, if you want shout outs, obviously, you got to let us know you're listening. Yeah. Um, you can, you know, t- tweet at us, or you can message us on Facebook, or you can message us on Tumblr, or you can email us. Camdencast at gmail.com. Do you have any ideas for things that we should be doing uh, in each episode? Because we'll do those things. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do whatever you tell us to. Um, okay, so yeah, we will see you on Saturday then. Yes. Uh, I am Tammy. And I'm Aaron. <laughs> and this was Camdencast. Alright. <laughs> Seven, seven, seven.